Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome to the program today. I'm very thankful that we're together in Messiah Jesus, uh, in His Word, and by His Spirit. I've written a new book called Watch Therefore and Be Ready. And over the next many months, I'm going to be teaching through that book. As it's so important, some have said that this message is the most important message for the body of Christ throughout the world today. As a matter of fact, I recently returned from Nigeria where I spoke all over in five different cities. And a pastor there who's planted many churches in Nigeria, also in America and in England, he has said that this is the most important message for the church today. And, and, and so it's this important that I share it with you, our viewers. And I'm going to pepper in down in the coming months uh, messages and, uh, from chapters in this book. And I'm going to introduce the book uh, today. So let's have a word of prayer together and let's see what the Lord unfolds for us. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please uh, bless all of our viewers today and thank you that we're together to uh, teach your word and to hear about what you're doing in the earth today. Thank you, Father. V'shem Yeshua Denai, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. And so what I would like to do is introduce uh, one of the first, you know, the first chapter and the concepts that go through the beginning of the book today. And it's with two words I'll introduce this teaching. Covenant and prophecy. Covenant and prophecy. These are two concepts that if you understand them foundationally, how important they are, what they mean, and then the very specific covenants and promises uh, that, are, that are promises and the prophetic word, how the Lord keeps those promises, it will change your life. It will help you understand the Bible so much. And as I just said a moment ago, covenant is the Lord's promise. Covenants are the Lord's promises to his people. Prophecy is the very specific way the Lord has determined to keep those promises. Now, we live in an environment, and the Christian environment for many years has been such that covenant has been minimized in the thinking of the people of God. And it would just stand to reason then 
if his covenants have been minimized, certainly Bible prophecy then would be minimized. But some say 37 to 50% of your Bible is Bible prophecy. Now, I don't think we should minimize that. And, and, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about in this first segment, the Lord's covenants, and in the second segment of the program, Bible prophecy. So a covenant in its basic des description or definition would be this. Uh, an agreement between two or more parties that is irrevocable. Right? An agreement between two or more parties that is irrevocable. Now, in my book, I go into greater detail of that definition than I can today. And so, uh, one of those big promises, and, and I'm going to cover probably... Uh, uh, one today for, as an example, but in my book, I cover four or five covenants. And so uh, one of those big mountaintop covenants is the Abraham covenant, the Abraham covenant. The Abraham covenant has seven promises in it, seven promises. And what we find with regard to covenant is the Lord is not a man that he should lie. So he's going to keep his covenant promises. I, I, th I think of it like this. Imagine a train going up the track. The train cannot leave the track. And the train is the Lord's covenants. And the track is Bible prophecy. And, and I say it this way. It would be much better to be on the train than standing on the track. And so many today are standing on the track pointing at the train saying, you can't come this way. Why? Because I have a better plan. I have a better idea. I have a better way of thinking about who God is and what he does and, and what he's going to do. And sadly, much of what is called modern Christianity is off the tracks and has, has this way of thinking about the true and living God and, and the way he does things and what he's going to do very differently than who he really is and what he's actually doing and what he's going to do. That's why so many in the body of Christ can't see the signs of the times that are so clearly leaping off the pages of the Bible. So what I'm going to do is introduce the seven promises of the Abraham covenant, and the Lord is going to keep these promises meticulously. He has, he is, and he will keep these seven promises. So with regard to these seven promises, what we're going to do today is look at four of them. Four of them. And so the first one I'm going to start with is the seventh promise. Why? Because if you're watching this program right now in Messiah Jesus, you've been born again, you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can put your finger right here and say, I am living proof of the God of Israel of Elohim, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Because you sit today alive in Christ as a fulfillment of the seventh promise. The seventh promise is that through Abram, later changed to Abraham, that through Abraham, all the nations of the world would be blessed. How could this be? Because all seven, promise, all seven promises of this covenant and all of the covenants in the Bible are fulfilled and kept and will be kept through Jesus Christ. And so if you have believed in him, and he fulfills all seven of these promises, and you're in the nations of the world, hallelujah, you are a fulfillment 
of this covenant promise. And think of this, Bible prophecy. You're a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. How's that? Because prophetically, Messiah Jesus would come, and we can look back and say he has come, died on the cross, risen again, and saved many in the nations, including you, if you're born again. And if you're not yet born again, you really should believe in Jesus the Lord today and be saved. Then you will be fulfillment of that promise. And so there's three more of the seven promises we're going to look at right now. The first one is, is that the Lord would make Abram a great nation. He would make through Abram, Abraham, a great nation. And that great nation is given geographical boundaries in Genesis 15. And then this, these covenant promises were passed down to Isaac. And from Isaac to Jacob. And Jacob's name was changed to what? The name of the great nation, Israel. And, and so the physical descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Israel, that's who these covenant promises are passed down to. And that the end of the prophetic fulfillment that leads to Messiah Jesus ruling and reigning from Jerusalem, which is another covenant, the David covenant, which I talk about in my book. Born again Israel will ultimately be prophetically the fulfillment of that promise. There's much between there, the time of that fulfillment and when the promise is made, and I talk about that a lot in my book. And so... That's one of the promises. The other is, uh, another one I'm going to talk about today is that the Lord will bless those who bless those covenant descendants. The Jews, Israel. Well, how can I bless them in their unbelief? How, why should I be a blessing to them? Well, it's very clear. It's something that the Lord explains very clearly in his word. And from his word, I explain it clearly in my book that he will bless those who bless those covenant descendants. Because he keeps his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. And he's keeping his promises to them even in heaven today. I'll bless those who bless you. I want to be blessed. Do you want to be blessed? So many are seeking after blessings outside of covenant. That think, pertaining to things that have nothing to do with the Lord's covenant promises. But if you'll bless the Jewish people, the Lord will bless you. If you'll bless, bless the land and people of Israel, the Lord will bless you. And what's the other promise? He says, I'll curse those who curse you. I'll curse those who curse you. And actually, there's two words for curse that are used there. He says, I'll curse those in actuality the other word that's been tra uh, translated curse from Hebrew to English, the Hebrew word actually means to esteem lightly. What it really says is, I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who esteem you lightly. Well, hallelujah. Think of this. The Lord has kept, is keeping, and will keep these promises. And he's keeping the seventh promise to everyone in the nations who receives Jesus as Lord. Now, in my book, I unpack these covenants very clearly. Uh, the Abraham, the Moses, the David, the new covenants, all made 
with the people of Israel. You have trouble believing that the new covenant was made with Israel? Look at Jeremiah 31, 31, where the Lord says, I will make a new covenant with Judah and Israel that were divided at the time of that writing, but will be unified in Messiah Jesus when he sits on the throne of David. Now, we're going to break and uh, really important things I'm going to share with you, including, amongst other things, how to get my book, Watch Therefore, and Be Ready. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm so thankful for the Watch Therefore message and the ministries associated with it because the faithful servant is not only watching for the master to come, he's also doing what the master commanded. And we're doing so through our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, and poured out for the nations. And, you know, all of this is very expensive. The media outreach and, and the work we're doing with those other ministries, yet our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers prayer and financial partners. Now, first, with regard to money, let me say, if there's anyone watching and you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our prayer that you would receive Jesus as Lord and enjoy the program today. But for those who are born again and your goal and desire is kingdom advancement, laying your treasures up in heaven, we recommend you get our monthly newsletters. Go to watchtherefore.tv and there you can find out uh, what to pray for and what you're giving to. Oh, this is such a special hour. And certainly it is time to be the faithful servant, watching for the master to come, doing what the master commanded. We also, of course, have our Israel tour. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. That's in October 2019. A lot of details are going to be coming forth um, on our programs about that. Listen, folks, now is the hour, more than ever, to find out where God is working and join him in it. We have our, our media outreach through Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations. These are platforms on which we can stand and proclaim Jesus is coming. And remember, Watch Therefore. I'm so thankful and blessed to introduce my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. You see, so many believers in Messiah Jesus are going to be unnecessarily caught off guard by the events pertaining to this biblically prophetic generation, but it doesn't have to be you. On the pages of Watch Therefore and Be Ready, not only will you get information that will help give you wisdom and discernment for this hour, but you will be equipped to understand your identity, your calling, your works of grace, and the destiny the Lord has for you who are placed here in this prophetically relevant generation. For a donation of any amount given to Watch Therefore Ministries, you will receive your copy of Watch Therefore and be ready. Remember, Jesus is coming any moment, and we need to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. And the first thing I want to do with this teaching segment of the program is to encourage all of our viewers. Be encouraged. Why? How? If you will get a hold of what I'm saying over the next few minutes, it can, and if you'll walk with the Lord through this, it will change your life and give you a completely different outlook and perspective on everything in your life. Why? If you understand the Lord's covenants, His promises, 
and then you understand that he has to keep those promises and there's very specific ways he has explained to you in his word that he is keeping them and you see them leaping off the pages these covenant promises and the prophetic fulfillment of them all around you you begin to learn like i have that as much as it looks like everything's falling apart and certainly it's tragic the human suffering that's involved with with these things as most of the world shakes its fist at the lord as he's fulfilling his covenant promises through Bible prophecy. There's just something about this that wells up in you that as much as it looks like everything's falling apart, really, everything's coming together. And, And I need to get ready because these promises kept through Bible prophecy show me it can't be long before the Lord takes me up out of here along with the rest of the bride of Christ, to that place he's promised that he's preparing for us. And when you think like that, you you realize, like this song I've been listening to from Nigeria says, I hear the sound of battle raging in the field, but it's not the sound of of defeat, but great victory. And we're going to win. We have already won in Messiah Jesus. In Exodus, he's called a man of war. Yahweh, the Lord is a man of war. Yahweh, the Lord is his name. He's never lost a battle. And we don't fight for victory. We fight, we fight, we stand in the armor of the Lord from victory. And we can rejoice that if he can move heaven and earth to keep his prophetic word, that he can keep his promises to me. Can someone say, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I'm going to give you an example of why Bible prophecy is so important, though there are many. I don't have time to go into everything today, but in my book, I explain a lot. And so think of, of, of the, if you lived in the time of the Civil War, just after the Civil War, and, and then think, what if someone stood up and says, thus says the Lord, there's going to be a president and his name is going to be Donald Trump. Now, remember, this is the time of the Civil War. His, going to, his name is going to be Donald Trump and he's going to proclaim Jerusalem as the capital of Israel after Jerusalem has been out of existence. And certainly at the time of the end of the Civil War, it was out of existence. And, and there's going to be Jews in Jerusalem spending shekels, uh, speaking Hebrew, uh, worshiping very similarly to the way they have in ancient times. And they're going to be in the old city of Jerusalem. And, and, and uh, they're going to have shops and, and expansion. And, and Israel's going to be booming financially and, and be one of the technological leaders of the world and have one of the most, most mighty armies in the world. Think of that. Think of that, that all the armies around the world will be coming against it, just like the Bible says, just before the coming of the Lord. Just think how, how mind-boggling and how mind-blowing that would be at the end of the Civil War for someone to do that, to name Donald Trump by name. Not only what he would do, but very specifically his name and the things he would do. Well, there's something just as mind-boggling in the prophetic scriptures, in the, in the prophetic scriptures. Because in the book of Isaiah, 
the Lord does this through his prophet. He names a man who is yet to be born and a, a kingdom that was yet to exist. And I'm going to show you that today in the book of Isaiah. And this is a demonstration of the power and the majesty and the glory of Messiah Jesus. So the prophet Isaiah speaks of Cyrus, uh, the Persian leader. And, and so he was instrumental at conquering Babylon. The children of Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel, where Jerusalem is located, the temple is located. The Babylonians came in and destroyed the temple. The Lord prophesied that they would, and very specifically how long they would be there, that they would be 70 years in Babylon. Okay? And so uh, Cyrus is the leader of Persia, goes in and conquers Babylon in the late 500s B.C., Soon after doing this, he commands that the Jewish people would go back to Jerusalem and rebuild that temple. Not the very specific temple, but they would rebuild their temple. And so, how does he come to the conclusion that he should do this? Well, prophets like Jeremiah... And Isaiah, their, their words are put in front of the face of Cyrus. And he reads about himself. He's called a bird of prey from the east in one passage that would fulfill Bible prophecy. In another passage, he's named by name Cyrus, that he would send the Jewish people back to their homeland. And, and he looks at this and he says, who else but, a, but God could do this? This is a pagan king. He's not a worshiper of the God of Israel at that time. But he looks at this and, and he's, he's just not crazy enough to come up with any other conclusion. Who but God could do this? And that's one of the primary purposes of Bible prophecy. To demonstrate to the people of the earth who have all these foreign gods and all these crazy things going on in their heads. I am. The Lord says, I am the true and living God. And he demonstra demonstrates that to the inhabitants of the earth. Why? That the world may know. That the world may know. And he says that in different places of Bible prophecy. He says, when this happens, the world will know that he is the true and living God. Why? Because he loves the people in the world and he wants to save them. And this is the one, of the one of the ways he distinguishes himself from every other so-called God and, and, and his word from every other so-called holy book. And, and to be dismissive of Bible prophecy like so many are, even pastors today, so many. And thank you, Lord, for the pastors who are not, who love the prophetic word and teach Bible prophecy. Hallelujah. Bless them, Lord. But they're fewer and further between. You see, it is, it is offensive to the Lord to be dismissive of Bible prophecy. Why? Because in Revelation 19.10, the Bible says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does this mean? That from Genesis chapter 3, where the gospels first preached in the Garden of Eden, that one's going to come and crush, do a mortal wound, bruise the serpent's head, 
and through them the prophetic plan of the Lord to keep his promises unfolded. And then there he is standing on the earth, dying on the cross for our sins, rising again, just like his prophetic word said he would. He goes to our Father in heaven. He says the gospel will go to the Gentiles, and it does. And then he's going to focus back on Israel with Jacob's trouble, which is coming. He speaks of a mystery that would take place where believers in him, Jew and Gentile, would be caught up to go to this place he's prepared for. So then he would come and rule and reign, sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem. All of this according to his covenant promises. Again, which I speak uh, in greater detail about in my book. That's his testimony. That's, that distinguishes him from every false Jesus out there. And there are many, right? And so to be dismissive of that is very offensive to the Lord. But at the same time, hallelujah, there's great grace abounding for those who will embrace his covenant promises and his prophetic word. Hallelujah. I want to be blessed. And I, I want you to be blessed. And more importantly, the Lord wants us to be blessed. Today, consider reconfiguring your heart and your mind to want to know his covenant promises and to understand Bible prophecies. Very understandable if you just set your mind to it and seek the Lord for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, maybe you're watching and, and the, the, the promise you need to accept is that though you have sinned against God and, and, and though there is a place of punishment called hell, that our Father in heaven sent his only begotten son to live a sinless life and to die on the cross and pay for your sins so you wouldn't have to go there. He said, oh, in essence, what our Lord Jesus said is, there's this place and it's hell. Please don't go there. And he gave his life that you wouldn't have to. And he rose again, hallelujah. And he's coming very soon. There's not much time. Receive Jesus as Lord. Receive him today. Receive and become the seventh promise of the Abraham covenant that you will be blessed wherever you are in the nations. Maybe you're in Israel watching and, and, and you'll become part of the eternal great nation of Israel by receiving Jesus as Lord. Oh, Jesus, save me, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again and I want to follow you. I want to turn away from my sins and turn away from my old life. I want to repent and believe in the gospel. Please save me and forgive me and help me understand how to follow you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you've received the Lord today, look at the contact information on the screen. Get in touch with us. We'll send you some free literature for everyone who's watching. Remember, like never before, watch their form. Be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. 
slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth to take back and restore 